Good morning. Welcome to Sober Gratitudes. My name is Sarah, and I'm the creator and host of this podcast. Whether you've been here before or this is your first time listening, I'm so grateful you're here today and decided to join me for a daily dose of hope in sobriety. How are you doing today? Wherever you're at, I'm so grateful you're here. Today, I wanted to talk about early sobriety and detoxing from alcohol and the patience that is required when that's happening. I don't know about you, but For me, getting sober was like riding a really out of control roller coaster because I felt amazing one day and then the next day I felt really uncomfortable. I was, um, as some would say, squirrely. I was really feeling um, so strange and um, couldn't couldn't understand. I, I just was experiencing so many different emotions when our bodies are detoxing from alcohol. It's like, um, it's almost like you... For me, it felt like that I, my entire body inside and out was this open wound that was so raw in every way. And um, although I was really enjoying waking up every morning without a hangover, the ups and downs and twists and turns were incredibly uncomfortable at times and strange. And so I, I thought at times that I was like going crazy. It was really, I'm, I don't want to go through that again. but I knew that my body was doing what it needed to do because I had been consuming a lot of alcohol. Some people need to have um, medical assistance when they're detoxing. So I, I do have to offer this suggestion for anyone who is still drinking or wanting or, or they're relapsing a lot and they drink and you and, and drink a lot in mass volumes, then you might want to consider going to detox. Um, 
that that way that um, you can be watched and monitored because sometimes it can be dangerous. Um, all those toxins coming out of your body so quickly and for a long period of time, it, it wreaks havoc to your body. But some of us don't need to go to detox. I did not go to detox. But I was in a community, which I still am a part of, that supported me with offering suggestions about how to get through the uncomfortability of detoxing. And it was advised um, to take, to drink a lot of water, to eat what you needed to eat, even if it meant, you know, having ice cream, sugar, something with sugar in it, because, you know, for me, I drank wine and wine has so much sugar in it. And so my body was detoxing from alcohol and from sugar. So, um, I, it was, I wanted to like do everything at once, like, Oh, I want to lose weight because I had really gained a lot of weight towards the end and I wanted to stay sober, but um, I was told just to keep it simple, focus on the alcohol and staying sober one day at a time. And so I, I did, I, I, I didn't think about what, you know, if I'm eating too much sugar or I think I probably gained some weight in the beginning. I just, I was really, this was life or death for me. So I, I was doing everything possible to stay sober one day at a time. And sometimes I felt like one second at a time. So I always had like, like Hershey kisses in my pocket or, um, gum to chew on. And I just, I just kept doing that and it got better. Things got better. And one thing that was really actually, it was what put me on a pink cloud, which is not permanent, this physical pink cloud. But because I was so raw and, and I felt so exposed, like my senses were so heightened. <clears throat> and um, I remember one day sitting on the front steps, I got sober in the spring and so things were blooming. So many beautiful flowers were blooming. And, you know, I, I sat on the front porch and I noticed these flowers in our garden that I never paid attention to before. And the color just radiated like, it was so, it, it, it was like the most, it was like orgasmic, dare I use that word, to see the color of this, it was actually a bush with pink flowers. And it happened again another day where I saw purple flowers, like the lavender. And I, I, 
this particular day, I, I just wept. It was just so, I couldn't believe how beautiful the color was because I, I literally, the, the amount of alcohol I was drinking and, you know, it just dulled everything. It grayed my world. It just killed all my senses nearly. So visual, visually, I was just overwhelmed and it was beautiful and also over like emotionally overwhelming, but I just allowed myself to emote. It's so important to not try to hold on to those feelings because you, because we're, we're so raw when we're detoxing. And music, I listened to a lot of music when I was detoxing. And I did it on purpose because one, it felt like that I was appreciating music again. And hearing parts in different melodies and rhythms and harmonies that I'd either forgotten or never heard before. And so I would lay in my bed and I think my husband must have thought I was absolutely crazy because he was with me when I was crying about the pink flowers. And then he came into my our room one day and he saw me listening to, I think, ABBA. Because <laughs> I love the harmonies in ABBA. And I just was, I was just lying there crying. He's like, what is going on with you? <laughs> and at that point I understood because people were telling me, I was asking people like, what is going on with me? Why am I feeling this way? So I'm passing that along to you today in this episode, what I learned about detoxing and, and the patience it requires to, to feel like you're an open wound. It eventually gets easier. It's not so dramatic. It's not so severe and it can be beautifully severe, but that can also be uncomfortable as well. It's like, I just couldn't take the beauty of the flower, <laughs> the color of the flower. And I, I could, I, I was so, so overwhelmed with the, the auditory beauty of music. And it was like velvet, like chocolate velvet in my brain. Today, things are much different for me with my senses. I'm, my psychiatrist does say that I'm, I'm more the type to be more highly sensitive. I've always been that way, but I can manage big feelings and things that are beautiful or things that are really sad. I can, I can manage them much easier and I'm much more, um, I don't feel like that I'm at risk of falling apart from the beauty of the world around me. 
I thought that I would lose my senses because I eventually needed, after a year, I realized that I did have undiagnosed depression and anxiety. And so that became a part of my program of recovery that I, I needed to find a psychiatrist who really understood me. And I had to be honest with him about what I was feeling and and I had to be honest about my um, years of drinking and that helped him help me better. So now I, you know, now I'm in a place, you know, some years later where I feel like that I've, I've kind of reached this place of living in balance for the most part, but I don't feel like that I'm being swallowed by feelings or by beautiful things that I read or see or hear about or things that are sad. You know, I, I don't feel like I'm being swallowed. I don't feel like an open wound anymore. And it required patience. I really wanted, I was told that I would get to this place and I didn't believe it. But because I got, because when I got to that place of letting go of trying to do this on my own and start listening to people who had gotten sober before me, I, I really just hung on every word and every suggestion and I, I, I had to trust people who had come before me when they told me that it would get better. And again, like I said yesterday, you might be listening to me and saying, fuck you. <laughs> it's not getting better. And it doesn't get better. It didn't, well, for me, it didn't get better when I would stop drinking for five days and then drink for three and then, or stop drinking for four months and then go back and drink for six months. It didn't get better that way. It got better if I just focused on each day and staying in that day, knowing that I would have maybe a mood swings all throughout the course of the day. But I trusted it. I trusted. I had to, because I wanted to live. I, I really desperately wanted to feel better. That desperation is so important in, in addition to the patience. I had to trust what I was being told. Because I had tried it so many different ways on my own for so long, I knew I was out of options. So today, if you're struggling at this very moment, 
allow yourself to feel what you need to feel and know that it will pass. And the more, the more I allowed myself to grieve or, you know, cry or be angry and sad and, and, and the more honest I got about everything I was sad and angry about, I started to have more positive experiences in sobriety. And then I would hold on to those positive experiences for when I, for, for the time that would come again, that was hard. And I, I, okay, I know it's hard right now, Sarah, but I remember last week it was hard on Tuesday, but that I know Wednesday it was much better because I just let the emotions flow through me and out of me. I believe in you. I believe that you can do that too. I'm waiting to hear from you. And I hope you welcome me into your program of recovery. It would be my honor. So until tomorrow, live for today, just today, putting yesterday behind you and not thinking about tomorrow, but just think about today. I appreciate you so much. You matter to me. I want to know how you're doing. So please join me here again tomorrow for another dose of hope. Let's stay sober together. It's so much easier that way.